Kicking and Streaming Podcast is brought to you by Cafe 1804. Premium Haitian coffee now available online at cafe1804.com. That's cafe, K-A-F-E, 1804.com. So we're here to have a good time because that's what we do. Are you ready to have a good time, Justin? Yeah, I'm always ready for a good time. <laughs> I want to have a good time. We're always singing. We're, we're <laughs> always looking for that record deal that isn't going to happen. As, yeah, that's the thing. You know. Because they've heard me singing. <laughs> as long as they can hear me singing, it's <laughs> never going to happen. But, you know, they can do amazing things with computers nowadays. Yeah, but I don't like... Okay, so I know I can't sing for real, but I don't want to sound like uh, T-Pain either, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, is this dude a computer or what? <laughs> it, it, probably the or what. T-Pain, <laughs> I'm in love with the stripper. Hey, that's, hey that's, that was a beautiful romantic song, because <laughs> do you see where that was going? Oh, my. It's huh? going great places. All right, well... <laughs> The fact of the matter is, we're here to do a podcast, and it is called Kicking and Streaming. And here we are. So, shall we? Let's do this thing. All right, we're going to do it. This is Kicking and Streaming Podcast, a binge-watcher's guide to streaming movies, TV series, and stuff. Here are your hosts, Graham and Jocelyn. Ladies and gentlemen, good to you and welcome to Kicking and Streaming. My name is Graham and as usual with me, the very fantastic Jocelyn, who is my co-host. Hello, Jocelyn. I am here. Yes, we is here. Uh, this is a good week. Uh, it seems like I always say it's a good week, but isn't it? It's always a good week. It's always a good week. Um, although by good week, we mean that in terms of entertainment, in terms of the things that uh, we are excited about, that we've watched, that we want to talk about the purpose of this uh, podcast. But also, we, we do need to stop for a moment and acknowledge at least current events. Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good week in the world of entertainment. It's a good week for us, but in terms of the world, it's absolute shit. So yeah, there you go. It's absolute shit. You're, you're right. Um, starting with this week, the, the week started a little bit weird uh, with some indictments that happened uh, in California. And within those indictments, of course, you may have heard uh, Lori Loughlin and Becky. And uh, Becky and the Hollywood Hall Channel, Hollywood Hallmark Channel, Hallmark yeah, Channel, exactly. Hall of Fame movies. Yes. Right. And um, Becky. Becky clean lady. Yeah. And also William H. Macy's wife. Uh, her name is Felicity Hoffman, also known as former Desperate Housewife. What was her name on Desperate Housewives? Do you do we even? Know? I actually never watched Desperate Housewives. Unfortunately, I don't know. I know people that watched it, but I don't. I I never. I like nah. But yeah, these people got themselves in trouble, and it was as a result of sort of like cheating to their kids through college. Like, yeah, it was rich people paying people to lie and cheat and do all kinds of things to get their kids into prestigious schools, which I'm you, like, you're rich already. So exactly. like, like, what? <laughs> I don't understand the point. Is it like, I mean, can your kids just freaking study like ours do and just, you know, 
make it. I'm I'm not saying necessarily that my kid will make it or to one of those fancy colleges, but as a matter of fact, what I can tell them if you aspire to get your ass there, the best you can do is study hard and do your job. You know. Yeah, I mean, and it's expensive enough anyway to to get in, from what I understand. But I think I can't remember her real name, but Aunt Becky. I think Aunt Becky paid half a million bucks at least. Yeah, at for, least that for, to get her kids just in school. I'm like, good. <laughs> can you adopt me, please, and send me? Here's the crazy thing, though. You know how, like, when when you were a kid, uh, like your mom would tell you. Like, if somebody knocks on the door, tell them I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And you would go to the door and say, my mom says she's not here. Yes. That's exactly what Aunt Becky's daughter did. Because she had given an interview at some point. And basically, she told the world that her dad sort of like cheated his way into college. Oh, my God. <laughs> and didn't even finish college. And took the money and inver- invested it and created a company. And all kind of shit. And people were like, you sure you should be telling people that? <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere there's somebody going, wait a minute, let me look at his resume. Somebody pull his resume for me, assistant. That is funny, though. Like, you know, but then like, okay, so the whole college thing with these people is kind of weird. And also, uh, Felicity Hoffman's character on Desperate Housewife actually did that. Is that where she got the idea? I suppose. Like, uh, I cannot believe that. Like, they're so dumb they can't come up with their own ideas? They got to pull them from a a TV series? Exactly. Like, hey, I did it on a TV series and it worked. (laughs) I got away with it there, so it's going to work in real life. And by the way, even people who watch me do it every weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Millions of people watch me do it every weekend, so I might as well do it now and keep it on the low, low. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, though? I kind of feel bad for uh, uh, William William H. Macy. I always liked the dude, so I'm yeah. kind of disappointed yeah. and sad for him. But again, he's the dude from Shameless, so I suppose, you know. It's, it, it does what it says on the tin. Very apropos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we shouldn't be laughing. Shouldn't we be laughing over this? Yes, we should be laughing. Yeah, These man. are rich people. These are first world problems. If you're stupid enough to do this kind of shit, it, yeah, we'll laugh at you and yeah. we'll make the joke, too. All right, here we are on Kicking and Streaming, and our purpose, as usual, is to tell you what we've been watching, whether or not you should be watching it, and uh, what we're excited about, uh, what's coming out. I've got good news for you in terms of things that I'm excited about. We're going to leave this a little bit for later. Okay. But let's dive right into it, because I know that both you in myself, we have been binge-watching a very... We, we actually were very uh, excited about it from the moment Amazon Prime announced that it was coming out. Yes. Right? And it is a documentary produced by Jordan Peele of Key and Peele. And it is the story of Lorena Bobbitt. So, you've seen it. Yes. I've seen it, but I want to hear your take on it. Well, and, I, and I'm interested. I think we both have a lot to talk about it in the sense of, you know, me being female and you being male. So we've got that side of it. And then I really enjoyed the series very much. I think that it was incredibly well done. Um, I don't think it was sensationalized at all. Um and I definitely think it could have been yes. because it was. Yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> entire, happened, the entire case was sensationalized. Yes, you're absolutely right. When it happened, I, I remember when it happened. Um, 
And then I got, I was actually thinking earlier today about it and realized that it was 25 years ago that right. this happened. Absolutely. And that a lot of the people who are going to be watching this have absolutely no context for it whatsoever. So I think the series did a really great job of pulling you into 1993 and what 1993 was like. Right. Um, because it was a different world than it is right now. So I think the first episode of it was a little over the top, a little campy, but I think it did that on purpose to get you in the right mindset as to, okay, this is the way the world was then. And this is the way this was, was the reception of this story and what happened. Yeah. And I, I, I do think that you either have to realize that the very first five minutes by uh, of watching the first episode, that there is a purpose to taking everything back there and sort of concentrate in that era for so long. Like you're like, why are we? You know, when when do we get to the sensational part of it, right? Right. And then, but then when when you get to that moment, you realize, oh, okay, now I appreciate why it took them so long to get there because there was a point. To be made, right? Um, one of the things for me that I, I found completely interesting is how they were able to tie one social issue to another, to another, to another. Yes. And bring the correlation into what was happening, the, hist uh, the story of Lorena and John Wayne uh, Bobbitt. For yes. instance... I think the number one thing they did, and I, I don't know if you will agree with that, but I think the number one thing they did was give you an understanding of where women's right was at the time by bringing the Anita Hill hearings when Clarence Thomas was nominated, when Anita Hill had to go and testify yes. in in Congress about sexual harassment on the part of... of, of and, and for some reason... Every time, and we still see it today, the woman is the one that gets demonized. Always. It's, it's, it's an amazing thing to me. Always. Um, Which is why I think this story is still relevant 25 years later. Because, yes. okay, yes, you have the wackadoo, if you will, um, salacious side of it and what happened. But when it comes down to actual women's rights and domestic violence and what this woman went through... And the way the press handled it um, is fascinating to me and horrifying all at the same time. Yes, because you could clearly see that no one seemed to be interested in the human tragedy that was the story of that woman, mm. um, but more interested in somebody's penis being cut off, a dude's penis mm -hmm. being cut off, right? Yep. In As a matter of fact, everybody of the time in a position of power seemed to have sided with uh, John Wayne uh, Bobbitt. Very much so. I mean, most of the jokes that were made at the time, and there was plenty, yep. were um, making, you know, it, David Letterman called her his girlfriend for a while. I mean, right. I mean, there was just all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Howard Stern... His coverage, this was utterly nauseating to me as a female. Um, There's very little that Howell Stern does that is not nauseating, to tell you the truth. But <laughs> I see, I see what you're you doing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I was, it, it, yeah, it, it, most of the people were, the very last episode, um, there is a quote from uh, a woman, and I'm going to paraphrase it because I don't remember it exactly, and I'm going to change the language a little bit from what she used as well. But it was essentially that millions of women are in Africa are mutilated every single day. Yeah. Well, maybe not millions every single day, but millions over time are are mutilated. Their, yeah. their genitalia is mutilated. Yes. And you don't hear anything. And especially in 1993, we didn't hear anything. Nobody. <laughs> in 1993, there was nothing. She's like, one guy gets his penis chopped off and the entire country shuts down. Yes. And as a matter of fact, the entire world knows about it. Yes. Right? Yes. There was news stories in Japan, China, everywhere. This was this was huge. At the time, I was uh, still living in the Dominican Republic. I was... Um, 18 years old, and I was on my way to my first year of the seminary. And I was doing, actually, I was doing a, a part of the process of going to Catholic seminary called the aspirantado, which means the aspiring um, priest or whatever. And I remember uh, almost literally sort of like instinct crossing my leg every time the story <laughs> the story came about and here's the thing I could understand and like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to portray myself as, as something or whatever I've always been a bit of a feminist mm-hmm. myself like I, my first memory of a neighbor bidding on his wife was the first time as a child that I can remember being so angry at a grown-up that I wanted to grow up so I could beat up this guy. Mm-hmm. And, and like I remember saying to myself as a kid, like maybe I was six or seven, when I grow up, he's going to be old and he's not going to be able to fight me and I'm, gonna, I'm going to beat him up because he. I remember yeah. That, right. Yeah. So I, I was. I've, I've always been on the side of women. Uh, for as a matter of, I don't know, human decency. I don't know that anybody taught me that, but like it's 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 a it's an instinct. Yeah. And but at the time though, I couldn't find it in me to. What could possibly drive a woman to just chop off a man's penis? Like, I was like, what is she doing? But I didn't know the whole story. I didn't know of the abuse. And up until now that I saw this uh, documentary, I heard her testimony. And the fact that she looked so scared. Yes. Every single moment. Yes, she was terrified. It was like, oh my God, how can you not see that this is a woman that was living in fear? Yeah. And John Wayne Bobbitt lied all the time. Like whenever he was on the bench, whenever he was answering questions in court, he was lying. He contradicted himself consistently throughout the trial. In, in like, how do you not see that? How do you not see that? But the the other things that I didn't know, for for example, I didn't know at the time that Lorena Bobbitt was a uh, Ecuadorian immigrant. 
I didn't know the immigrant aspect of it. That that's one part I didn't know. And I tell you that in, like the whole trial, the whole thing was covered in the Dominican Republic with the same interest that it was covered in the rest of the world. Okay, but I didn't know that. Interesting, you know. Interesting. So these That's, are things that I'm learning through the documentary. Well, and and I think that I remember when it happened, and you know, I'm I'm white, so in case nobody noticed, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, it was that Spanish lady that was essentially that Spanish lady who cut off her husband's, you know, (laughs) was was how it was referred to. (laughs) But um, I remember that my mother at the time, who is she can be incredibly astute when it comes to human nature. And the story had broken. That was all there was. There was nothing about it was just this Spanish lady cut off her husband's, you know, was her first thing that she said was, what did he do to her? It was the very first thing she said. Ah. And and that was, to me, that should have been the focus of the trial from the very beginning. Because if there is no history of mental insanity right. with a person previously, and right. there was none with her, then a normal, rational person doesn't go around cutting off dicks. Absolutely not. Male or female. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> I mean, you not. just don't. Right. So, to me, the idea of her having... To prove that she was insane at the time, to me, is crazy because, of course, she was insane at the yes, time because yes. a sane person doesn't do that. Yes, yes. And she was insane because of what he did to her. And in the documentary, and even though it was aired on court TV, I don't remember anybody talking about all the stuff that she endured at the hands of John Wayne Bobbitt at the time. Yeah. I don't remember anybody talking about what he did to her. But he did incredibly horrible things to her. He induced PTSD on her. Yes. He, she was essentially his sex slave. Yes. Yes. Um, and and he used her status as an immigrant against yes. her the entire yes. time. Oh, yeah. Okay, divorce me. Then you're going to get sent back to your country. Yes. Divorce me or run away. I know where to find you and I'll send eyes to get you and get you deported back to your country. That That is... Yes. And and the amount of in in watching this too you get to see more or I the amount of racism in this yes. is is shocking. And the blatant racism of the people who are talking about it right now, not not yes. past interviews of people which yeah. are horrible enough, but people talked about it right now. Like there was an interview with one of the first journalists from Vanity Fair that um interviewed Lorena Bobbitt. And she talked about her and said, well, she just didn't seem very articulate to me. Right. And right. I thought, you stone-cold bitch. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a feminist. But honestly, seriously, you're talking about this woman, and the first thing you can say about her is, well, she just didn't seem very articulate to me. Of course she's not articulate. She doesn't speak English as a first language. Exactly. And I remember that's exactly what I said when I heard her saying, I was sitting right next to Christine, my wife. We were watching it together, and as you know, my one of my jobs in, in our daily lives is that I am a medical interpreter. Yes. And so it pains me whenever I see people who don't understand what it is to speak a language as a second language, and especially when you are bilingual, trilingual, or whatever. And so... It may look like you are inarticulate, whereas in reality, 
everything is going to your head in two or three or four languages. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to put it out. Yeah. And it actually angered me that a professional journalist. Yes. A journalist yes. could not fathom the fact that, you know, being speaking English as a second language is not a synonym of being stupid. And that's exactly what she attempted to say when she said she didn't seem very articulate to me. You're absolutely right by bringing that point on. That just it blew me away, the ignorance of, on her behalf. Because I'm like, you, but as you said, she's a professional journalist. This wasn't John Wayne Bobbitt, who later on in the documentary said something along the lines, well, she, she being Lorena, was from South America, and she couldn't live within her means because they can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I remember him saying that. I'm like, which my father had a great saying, which this is something that has gotten me through life many, many times. When somebody says something to you and, or, or, or you read something, if it's something, something that somebody says to you, the first thing you should do is consider the source. Right. So is, are you somebody that I respect? Is your opinion worthwhile to me? Are you an intelligent person? Or have you done your research on this subject? Are you anything at all that I care about? If the answer is yes, then okay, all right, this is something that I need to take to heart or think, or think about. But if you're somebody who's a complete dumbass, then you know what? No, I really don't need to listen to what you have to say. So John Wayne Bobbitt, complete dumbass. We don't need to consider the source with him. But the lady, the, the, the Vanity Fair lady made me so angry yeah. when she said that. Yeah, you are absolutely right. And I, in, in, in terms of the way the media, um, the narrative that the media implanted in the whole situation, you could have seen it too. Because I remember seeing during these the documentary, watching the documentary, how each um, newspaper um, sort of like worded their their headlines. One of them actually said, "Former Marine, yes, is mutilated by yes. immigrant wife." Yes. Okay, so you you are igniting a certain sentiment there. That's ticking so many boxes on so oh, many people. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, can you imagine? Can you imagine? He takes her to this country and blah, 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 blah. He gives her the American dream. dream. And how does she repay him? She Meanwhile, cuts his dick off. Meanwhile... She's the one who was working her ass off because this dude couldn't keep a job. Couldn't hold down a job. Uh, and he is virtually an alcoholic. Yes. And an abuser and, and, and all kinds of douchebag. So, and one other thing that I, that, that I couldn't understand, you know, I'm going to go in a bit of a rant here. When you are growing up in a third world country like I did, all right, so for folks who don't know me, I was born in Haiti, grew up in the Dominican Republic, same island, just different languages, different cultures, if you will. But one of the things that you get told a lot whenever you do something stupid or whenever you do something that you, you, you're forcing yourself to do, you put in way too much unnecessary effort into it, you get told, hey, 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 think. Work smart. Do like the Americans do. 
right? That that's and it's not it's not do like people from developed countries do. What they, you will be told is work like a gringo, like <laughs> yeah, that means work <laughs> smart, right? And so you grow up with this complex in your mind that by virtue of being from a different, smaller, third world country, you are by default not terribly smart in terms of how you think about things. Okay. And the hugest disappointment in life is when you migrate to a first world country and you realize how Fucking stupid people are just by the fact of being human. Like, it's not a matter of where you're born. If you are a human being and you do not seek information on a constant basis, you're not upgrading what you know, you're not upgrading that brain of yours, you will be stupid. Yeah, you're a dumbass. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and so that was, that's what it was to me. And so I remember how it, 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 it disappointed me to see that so many people just weren't able to understand how symbolic the fact that she cut off his penis. That that was that was the message right there, right? Because you will try to squash that which oppresses you. Mm -hmm. And because she was being constantly sexually assaulted by him, right, it wasn't a matter of killing. Yeah, because she could have taken that knife and gone in there and cut his heart out, stabbed him, slit his throat, lots of things. He was drunk enough that she would have killed him. (laughs) He was drunk enough he didn't notice that she'd done it for a while. I mean... (laughs) I don't have one, but I think you'd have to be pretty drunk for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I've been hit, you know, yeah. in the knuckles and it's like, yo, you know, you know that it happens. Yeah. I would. Yeah. So, I mean, he had to, oh, I had two beers and two B54. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, yeah. dude. Whatever. Dude, you were drunk. Mm-hmm. You were high. Yeah. Something was in you that allowed you to stay in bed for at least 10 minutes before you realize that. You know, a half of your thing was done. And then you wandered around the apartment bleeding for a while. <laughs> so you had to have a lot of of alcohol in your system to be able to do that. And just Or he could be one of those dudes that cannot handle his alcohol. Maybe two beers do put him in a, in a, in a place where he's a complete belligerent asshole. You never know. Well, uh, there there was the, the guy from later on in his life because... The the other thing that I liked about this documentary was it's very fact based. So yeah. there's nothing in here that really that is um oh he said she said. It's okay, here's the courts. This is what the courts say. This is the court case here. This is what happened here. It's not a he said she said. John Wayne Bobbitt was later convicted several times of abusing women, of almost killing women, of stealing $150,000 worth of clothing. He has many um, protection orders against him. Mm. Um, so it's not just people going, oh, well, you know, he, he was a jerk or he was an asshole. He has a history of doing this, and he continues to do this. So 
Um, that to me, that was a great thing about this documentary because it doesn't just say, "Oh, Lorena's a good person and he's a bad person," yeah. and, and we're just going to swing you this way. We're gonna no, we're going to show you why he's a bad person because yeah. he's has a history of this, and we're going to show you what he's done because he's done some pretty terrible things. And hopefully you guys out there watch it because it's definitely worth watching, but you'll get to see some of the horrible things that he's done. But anyway, um, one of his employers said, you know, he went from kind of a stupid, mild-mannered guy who was fine until three drinks, and he was a complete stone-cold, bastard, asshole, abusive person. Three drinks. He's like, that's what it took. Yeah. And so he fired him. And rehired him several times and, you know, but I guess that is alcoholism Yeah, for some people, you know, it brings out their true nature. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, the reason we talk about the reason to focus on the reason we are focusing on this documentary is because it's important in these time that everybody, this is not aimed only at women. Or anything. Everybody. If you have a son, if you have daughters, and if you are sometimes culpable of the sin of toxic masculinity, it's important that you watch this. It's important that you know, you think about this from the point of view of a brother to a sister, a husband to a wife. Um, a son to a mother because I remember there was one guy there that said you know I went to court and told the truth because I remember seeing my mother being abused yes and I didn't like it and he was by the way a friend he was John Wayne Bobbitt's friend he was he was very impressive he was impressive in court when he was young when he testified when they had that and he was impressive when he was older. You could tell that the man had his demons. Yeah, yeah. But you could also tell yes. that he was, I did this because it was the right thing to do. It was the do. right thing to do. It was the right thing to do. And so it's important in our time. And when you realize how much time has transcurred, how long it has been since this happened, and the state of our affairs with our relationship with with women's rights, um, how now there is a completely different way of going about abusing women by trolling, by cyberbullying, all kind of things. We have not evolved. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't it's, evolved. It's it, it's the the same story told in a new way. Yeah. Um, it's been 25 years, and yes, there's some funding now for hotlines and things like that, which is awesome, and please call one if you're listening to this and you are somebody that is having this happen to you. Or you can call me, and I'll come help you beat the shit out of them. Yeah, and if, <laughs> and, and if something needs to be cut to Justin and Oh, yeah, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> but um, it, it just... It it it's it's the you know what is it the wheel the wheel turns but time doesn't change. Does not. Yeah. So the format and the way of abuse 
may change now, but it's still happening. And um, I think it's important to watch this to get some understanding of history, recent history, 25 years ago, of this happening, what this woman did, um, why she did it, though, is the important thing. It's not what she did. It's why she did it. And if she had not done what she did, she would be dead. Yeah, absolutely. He Um, would have killed her by now because... Um, and we would have never known. We would have never known anything about either one of the Bobbits because it would have never made the news. She would have been a little immigrant woman who was murdered, whose family might not have even known that she'd been murdered for quite a while. That's right. And, um, he probably would have gotten away with it because he would have had five or six brothers who were happy to help him out. You're absolutely right. And and the, the criminal justice system, too. And that, too. Yeah, and know. that, too. So, uh, you know, even if they'd caught him, it would have been, oh, well, you know, she was Spanish, so she I'm sure she did something to enrage you. So, you know, yeah. we'll give you a slap on the wrist, ex-Marine, and, and you'll be fine. Go on to your next wife to kill. That's all a good lawyer would have to uh, bring up, that he was an outstanding ex-Marine and here and there and... And that, that's pretty much it. That's how things go here. Yeah. So uh, we definitely want to invite you to take a moment. It's only, what, five episodes? I think it's four episodes. Four episodes. Four episodes. Uh, um, on Amazon Prime, right? Yes, Amazon Prime. And each one of them is about 55 minutes or so. So it's not going to take a lot of your time, but it is incredibly important for you to watch this um to if you had an opinion which pendulum sort of like swung uh towards the the wrong way was that irony (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah, pun intended pun intended (laughs) but yeah it's important that you see this and realize what you've believed this entire time, what you didn't know this entire time. And also, and, I think, too, what time has proven, if you look at the two individuals and where their lives have gone, because at the end of it, you get to see where Lorena is and where John Wayne is, and um, you you see what you think is yeah. is a more worthwhile life. And especially at this time where there's such harsh anti-immigrant sentiment. Yes. Um, where as some most of the time we actually have a you know president that would have you believe that you know immigrants come here to disembowel the fabric of America. Yeah. Um, if you see the example of where Lorena Bobbitt is right now, who she is, what she's done for battered and abused women. What she is currently doing with her life. Compare that to uh, John Wayne Bobbitt's life right now. Then you'll understand that, you know, not always perception is reality. You have to know, you have to get to the truth of things as opposed to making assumptions or letting somebody who has lived in a golden tower in Manhattan for almost the entirety of his life, telling you the stories of what you should believe an immigrant is. And maybe biased because I am an immigrant, but I think I have the testimony 
of my friend Jocelyn that saw this documentary and got the same message here that, you know, um, Lorena Bobbitt has contributed to the greatness of the fabric of, of this country in the past 25 years far more than John Wayne Bobbitt will do in his lifetime. Yeah, no. So, Calling him a loser is an insult to losers. Yeah, I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that as an insult to, you know, my semi-loserism. <laughs> <laughs> well, to me, calling somebody a loser means that at some point they had the prospect of being a winner. Yeah. And he, he never did. No. Nope. He never did because he is, he, no, no. He's, he's an unimaginably, I am inarticulate when it comes to how much disgust and uh, I don't even know. Like I said, I'm inarticulate. How much disgust he inspires in me. Um, he is my uh, ideal disgusting dude. The kind of guy that, that you imagine. It's, it's not an easy place to be always in this world as a female. Yeah, that is true. And the idea that someone can present to you as he did to Lorena as this at the time, they were both very young, handsome to her. He was kind at the beginning because that's of course how they always start. Yep. Um, clean cut, all American guy. And, uh, you know, turns into a monster and monster. Uh, it's a, it's not, it's, it's scary. It's horrifying. It's disgusting. And, um, you know, I'm not supposed to advocate violence or anything, but if Lorena hadn't done it, he would have killed her. So good job, Lorena. Yeah. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we'll call it a day. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, I mean, we we do more in this show, but I can can assure you that... You just need to watch it. Dedicating, dedicating this episode to... uh, this documentary is more than worth it, and we hope you watch it because, yeah, you know, yeah, we'll educate co- yourself. Get if you're if you're somebody who if you're a female that is always going to side with males because there are females like that. Yeah, please watch this. Um, if you're a male who is a feminist, please watch this. I think everybody should watch this one for the history lesson because it's it's a great history lesson. Um for it's also a great eye opener for how the media can spin things. Yeah, that is true. Um but also for the state of sexism, racism um for 25 years ago and today. It's it resonates. Your conclusion will be that we have not evolved too much and we still have a long way to go. Yeah, and maybe it'll help you evolve a little bit. Very well said. <laughs> My fantastic co-host. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much for uh, listening to this episode, and uh, we hope you got something out of it. Please go watch Lorena, the documentary. Yes. On Amazon Prime. Yes. For me, and for my partner, Jocelyn. We out. We out. Thank y'all. Bye bye now. Bye bye.